God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I uh, hope everybody had a great Father's Day yesterday, uh, who are fathers. And I'm not talking about pronoun fathers. I'm talking about men. You know, men. Not it's, not they's, not who's, not why's, not how's, not is, but men. Who are fathers? Hmm. Sorry, I have to qualify that. But in any case, no. Happy uh, Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I hope you had a great barbecue or what have you. Um, On Saturday, I guess there was Juneteenth. Juneteenth Day, right? That was a Saturday. Turns out there's all kinds of violence associated with Juneteenth. What's that about? What kind of like... Well, we did, we got our day, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's become a federal holiday and all this. Well, <clears throat> we're going to call today National Sheep Herders Day. Sheep Herders are going to have a day today, Mo- Monday, June 21st. This is Sheep Herders Day, folks. Okay? I mean, we're still battling with all this crazy, uh, you know, craziness with um, a trans athlete, in the heavyweight division of the lifting. Uh, I heard a stat today already. Uh, um, uh, Mojo, uh, Joyner Kersey, right? Uh, Set about 30 years ago, the 100-yard dash record. Stands to this day. But over 40 different high school male athletes have broken her record. Uh, So... You know, but yet it's a 30-year record among women. Which goes to show you, I mean, even um, the Victoria's Secret spokesperson, uh, Rapineau, uh, the um, purple-haired wearing uh, knee flag, take a knee during the National Anthem Girl, or it, whatever she calls herself, uh, is going to keep the secret over at Victoria, I guess. But... Even her team 
her great soccer team lost to an American boy high school team. You know, it's just, it's not the same. But uh, also today it marks, uh, it's Prime Day. If you want to get some really great discounts over at Amazon, I know a lot of us don't like Amazon. I hold my nose if I ever uh, take an order, uh, place an order. It's a boycott that I would like to make. And I think we have bigger boycotts to fry. It's a bigger fish to fry, right? So I think we have a bigger boycotts to fry than that one because we can't beat that one right now. But what we have to do is we have to address the elephants in the room. We have to target Section 230. That would give us a level playing field because we got to hit them right in the cojones. Right in the gonads. Right in the uh, bezo gonads. But... Um, a lot's coming out regarding censorship and regarding ivermectin and uh, hydroxychloroquine and the vaccine passports and the battle that's going on in America. And what we have to do is hold off the liberals' reinforcements for advancing the ball down the road. And I'm talking about what ball is that? I'm talking about the vaccine passport ball. If it's a football, imagine it's a football. And they're marching down and they're hard to stop. And we're trying to stop the vaccine passport football. And what they want to do is they want to get a new line in. They want to get new support, new legs, new strength. And they can get it through the corporations. But the issue, the issue about all that is a numbers game. It's a numbers game, just like any tug of war. If you got 20 people on one side of the uh, pulling the rope and you got 10 people on the other, chances are the 20 people pulling the rope are going to win unless you got some big muscles on the other side. So this game of tug of war, tug of war, is really what's at stake because once, uh, and, and I've heard it said, I've heard it said a lot by liberals in government that what we want to do, our goal is to get to 70%. We feel that 70% would would be medically and scientifically uh, whatever, right? Trust the science. Trust the science, everybody. You know, trust Dr. Fauci, right? So they got all that. But really what they're saying about that 70%, when they say our goal is to get the 70% compliance with the vaccine, is what they're saying is, is if you can get the 70%, then corporations can get on board with that 70%, go to their shareholders and say, we're going to make a move to enforce the public and we're going to engage with a vaccine passport system we're going to subscribe to it and that way everybody's in control everybody's going to need a passport already in certain states i think it was louisiana they've tied the um the medical records in with the driver's licenses there's a computer database system that they can connect and uh i i think it's a violation of our privacy 
We've come a long way since James Clacker said, not wittingly, not wittingly are we collecting the metadata, not wittingly. But Snowden came out and disproved all that and said, no, you wittingly did it, Jack. And Eric Holder said, yeah, we did spy on Associated Press and James Rosen and his father. Um. But we got to get a we got to get this tug of war, and there's some news that came out that's not uh, good for the vaccine. The Boston Herald reported that over four thousand people in Massachusetts that were fully vaccinated have now tested positive for COVID. In India, there's an outbreak of of. Um, there's an outbreak of COVID positives. And um, and then, you know, you just had the U.S. Open winner, Rory, uh, Rorn, or something like that, Rory. Um, he, w- he just tested positive for COVID three weeks ago. Now he's winning the U.S. Open. But in India, they, they're uh, testing positive. And even in Afghanistan, like our government contractors and things like that, um, what happens is uh, there's an outbreak over there. So there's an outbreak of uh, a lot of people getting sick. These government contractors are coming into embassies and bases and places like that. And what's happening is they're getting sick. And a lot of these government contractors, I would imagine, and I'm pretty sure, um, they're they're already getting vaccinated. Otherwise, they don't get the contract. So, I mean, you can't be a governmental contractor going to a, you know, a very uh, hotbed, very important base or, or anything like that without a vaccine because you become a national security risk. So they got the vaccine, but they're testing positive. Hundreds of people. Like I said, in Boston, Boston Herald reported 4,000 Massachusetts Massachusetts people who got fully vaccinated, 4,000 of them have now tested positive after being fully vaccinated. What does that say about the efficacy of the vaccine? Especially because there's new products coming out that mitigate this virus completely. And then there are old products that mitigate this problem completely. And what gets me the most and what bothers me the most is Dr. Fauci has erred on the side of greed in terms of what he's been doing. And we've known this all along. That he has had patents and he has had relationships with people with patents. And he gets a cut of the profits. And it turns out that, um, I think it was uh, Pfizer. Let's just say it's Pfizer. I'm not 100% sure if it was Pfizer or, I don't think it was Johnson & Johnson. I'm pretty sure it was Pfizer. Uh, their their profit is going to be $100 million. Their, their take-home pay over the vaccine. A vaccine that's, Enlarging certain people's young boys' uh, arteries, and it's an, an experimental drug. 
And if Dr. Fauci would have been able to allow us to take hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, two really cheap drugs, why were they cheap? Because they were, they were out of patent. These drugs were out of patent. These drugs were not exclusive. They weren't a monopoly. They weren't controlled by one company. So these drugs were what they call out of patent. What does that mean? That means you can't control the profits. That mean, what does that mean? That means that any manufacturer, and it's interesting that India is one of the hotbeds of COVID outbreak, the Delta strain, the new, this new strain called Del, the Delta strain. But it's interesting that they're the ones that are getting hit hardest because India represents about a country that's about uh, considered to be, if not the, pharmaceutical capital of the world. They make more pharmaceutical drugs in India than just about anywhere. And so it doesn't make a lot of sense. And not to mention the fact that these drugs that are now proven study after study that that the efficacy ratings on them are through the roof. We would have not even needed the vaccine. We certainly would not have needed to rush the vaccine. We wouldn't have needed emergency vaccines approval. And even if you want to call this a vaccine, a vaccine has the virus in it. You get a flu vaccine, it generally has a strain of that flu in it. Well, interestingly, the COVID vaccine does not. Why? Because it's not natural. It was man-made. Why do we not know the origins just yet when every other vaccine we figure it out in about four to five months? And it's been 15 months or whatever the heck it's been. Well, hey, you know what? It's because we knew all along that it was man-made and that there is no source of origin or host. The host is a guy, probably Danke, the guy that Fauci gave money to. But I think Bill Gates also is heavily invested in all this stuff. I've just been seeing more and more ads for Beyond Beef, 100% synthetic beef. Bill Gates wants to give 100%, uh, he wants 100% consumption of synthetic beef at a time when Russian hackers, uh, I call them green hackers, want to target beef in term hacking and ransom and jack, jack, jacking up the prices of beef and opening the floodgates for China to eat all our beef, create a competitive market so that the price of beef goes up. The average middle class taxpayer that's funding everything else, including uh, all, the, all, this, uh, all these stimulus packages that... Uh, the Democrats are putting out right now. And what do they have to show for it? I mean, they can't even afford beef now. How about gas? They put in their truck. Same thing. The green hackers hack that. Yet Joe Biden, turns out, gave Putin a list of our most vulnerable places to, 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 that were supposed to be hands-off. These are our most vulnerable spaces in America. 
please don't hack us. Don't don't hurt us. Please, Russia, don't hurt us. That's what that's what Biden did. We're going to listen to some clips now. By the way, if you want to, uh, the, the phone lines are open, but uh, we'll probably take them at the later part of the show. But let's take a listen to first the promising uh, the, the the promises of ivervectin and the censorship of big tech. My claim is the big tech has blood on their hands. They have blood blood on their hands because they censored open discussion because it it was different. Any they censored any discussion on social media that was counter to what um, Mark Zuckerberg and Fauci uh, came to an understanding, and anything that was outside of their conversation was censored. And Dr. Fauci's words, anything that countered Dr. Fauci was basically outside of trusting the science. That they gave Fauci uh, a trust, he was the science. Just one man, one crazy little megalomaniac was the guy that basically, if you don't see it his way, it's the highway. You're on your own. Basically, you're censored. Your your whole thing that you built in social media that you may have spent two years building shot down in the cloak of darkness without even a warning shot. Your whole livelihood gone because you disagreed with Fauci and you dared to say that a drug that's been around for 50 years like hydroxychloroquine that's safe for people take you know taking taking the drug for malaria or lupus is somehow not allowed to even be talked about and ivermectin is another that was even more promising than hydroxychloroquine and it too was out of patent cheap as beans and the only people that would be making some scraps in terms of money were the manufacturers making them all around the world in droves the supply chain wouldn't have even been an issue. They talk about supply chain issues with the vaccine. Well, guess what? With hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, there would be no supply chain issues. Everybody and their brother was making it. It's like dust. And they were making it. And it would have been something that we could have all taken prior to the covid really coming to America, and we would have been prepared. We could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. Apparently, they they say that 600,000 lives were lost in America, just in the United States alone. The issue I take with that, though, is I've heard thousands of stories of where somebody dies of a heart attack having never tested positive for covid and their death certificate says COVID. There was a guy that wrecked his motorcycle, getting run over by a truck, dead. Somehow, he died of COVID. I'm sorry, but you know, there were empty hospitals when the lying sack of crap media basically turned around and took footage from a war zone or from Italy or from South America 
some stock footage and tried to say it was Mount Sinai Hospital in New York, uh, like a war zone over COVID. And, you know, frankly, even um, uh, Samaritan's Purse got in on the action and profiteered from it. Shame on uh, Graham for doing that and perpetuating that. Meanwhile, Trump got involved and called them out on it. And I thought it was a great move when he took the mercy and the comfort ships and put them out in these cities in L.A. and in New York City. And guess what happened? They empty. They were empty. Just like the empty hospitals, they were all empty. I went there. I saw it with my own eyes. The Jacob Javits Center was empty. There was all these news stories about the Jacob Javits Center being utilized as a, a mass unit. None of that was even, you know, and then you had these journalists rolling around on their bikes in New York looking at these morgues, these, so, these mobile morgues, empty, hospitals, empty. All around the country, hospitals were empty. Nurses would call in and say, yeah, I got laid off because there wasn't enough work. Are you kidding? It happened, folks. The big fat lie did happen. So we're going to take a look at two things today. We're going to take a look at the, well, we're taking a look really where this fight is is right now and where we are going forward is we got to reject vaccine passports. The Foo Fighters came out and put up a full concert. Great. I applaud. Then, oh, no, I'm going to boo. And the reason why is because the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters, required everybody to have a vaccine passport in order to see their concert. I don't care if I loved them or hated them. I would never go to that concert just out of principle alone. Never would I do that. And I don't know why people are like herded sheep. And generally, it's this young population, you know, They should be standing up for their Bill of Rights, their rights. Instead, they want to opt for being tracked for the rest of their lives because somehow they've accepted all the rules uh, that big tech has put out at them with their tracking devices called mobile phones. But it's, it's a game too far. It's a bridge too far. We need to fight back. We need to fight back now. We need to fight back and say no to vaccine passports. And the reason why that Boston Herald story about 4,000 Massachusetts uh, testing po- uh, fully vaccinated, testing positive for COVID, is it shows that the, the efficacy rate is not as promised for the vaccine passport. So why would you want to get one if they don't work? That'd be the first thing. Nobody knows the health risks about the spike protein problems that they're having with these virus, these vaccines. Nobody knows what the long-term effects are with these vaccines. Again, they were emergency put out there, emergency tested. And they should have never been. They should have been actually tested thoroughly. And they could have been if we would have had a longer buffer to save lives with with being allowed to take a drug of our choice. Medical doctors used to be able to uh, 
give prescriptions based on their own science, based on their own beliefs. All of a sudden, we've been subjugated to the World Health Organization and Dr. Fauci. And they're in bed together, those two. And they're doing alliances with patent holders to profit. That's the only reason why you can say it. Just like Dr. Fauci gave a green light to gain-of-function research in Wuhan. The only reason why you do gain-of-function is to weaponize an, uh, a, a, an animal virus to make it so humans can get it. The only reason why you would want to rig a, a virus to manipulate a virus by a scientist so that it actually kills a man is to create a bioweapon. And Dr. Fauci sound, signed off on that. And he did that. And I think it's disgusting that he did it. But that same guy is photographed a thousand times with Bill Gates. And guess what? Bill Gates owns all these things, like we talked about. He wants everybody to take synthetic beef. Why? So he could probably kill you or control population, which he has said on record on a TED speech that he wants to curb population growth from an estimate expected expectation of nine billion to six and a half billion. And he wants to do that with vaccines, death panels, and abortions. Although he uses reproduction services for abortions and he uses socialized medicine, healthcare for death panels. <clears throat> but really in essence what he's saying is he wants you to eat all of his beef. He wants to indoctrinate your brain with all of his computers. He wants to everybody to, in the world to take a vaccine. And somehow, he couches this in his speech to reduce population. Now, I don't quite get that, except for the fact that so far, COVID has worked out really well for socialized medicine who no, no longer has to foot the bill for the hundreds of thousands of people that have died worldwide who are over the age of 70. So they no longer have that expensive health care for the elderly that they've uh, agreed to pay for in their socialized medicine scheme of things. So they saved a bundle. And then the abortions are the same thing. We don't want, you know, like Planned Parenthood. You know, they put a, a Planned Parenthood up in every black neighborhood in America. And, plant, and the black people were like, you know, why is our you know, population not growing the way we expected? Well, Margaret Sanger could say something about that, the founder of Planned Parenthood. And I believe that Bill Gates' father knew Margaret Sanger and donated heavily to Planned Parenthood and was on the board. And so was Bill Gates. Big advocates of Planned Parenthood. And again, I don't think conservative taxpayer dollars should ever go to finance Planned Parenthood. And it should not go to our political adversaries as well. Now, to this week, we, we're going to have a big week with H.R. 1 and election integrity. And uh, just so happens the update with AZ Audit is that we should not expect any results from the AZ audit until September. Because right now what they're doing is they are 
waiting until they're waiting until um, uh, well right now they, they, they're going to have to leave their venue at the end of June and they're going to have to count all the signature envelopes so there's a lot of work still yet to be done let's go ahead and take a listen to first the ivervectin uh, and censorship related to this COVID. The big tech has blood on their hands. Let's uh, go ahead and take a listen to Dr. Pierre Cor- Corey and Senator Ron Johnson. Infectious disease specialist whose testimony before Senator Johnson's committee was censored by Google's YouTube. Both men made the case that early treatment of COVID, even for those with mild symptoms, prevents later hospitalizations. So why weren't we doing it? Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here this morning. Good to have you both. And Dr. Corey, let me play a bit of your testimony in front of Senator Johnson's committee on treating COVID. Watch this. Mountains of data have emerged from all from many centers and countries around the world showing the miraculous effectiveness of ivermectin. In early outpatient treatment, we have three randomized control trials and multiple observation as well as case series showing that if you take ivermectin, the need for hospitalization and death will decrease. That was in December of 2020. This morning we have breaking news that everything you said was right uh, from this new paper uh, out of science on this. Senator, what happened here? Well, good morning, Maria. Well, Dr. Fauci happened. Media arrogance, uh, social media censorship happened. That, that clip, that testimony from Dr. Corey, powerful testimony, was viewed by 8 million Americans who weren't satisfied with the NIH guidelines of basically do nothing. They wanted early treatment. It was pulled by YouTube. But we all know that Dr. Fauci, he, he's not a modest man. You know, if you question what he did, uh, apparently you're questioning science itself. But you can't look at how he stage managed the COVID crisis and call it anywhere close to a success. 600,000 people died, <clears throat> trillions of dollars of economic devastation. He ignored early treatment. He probably helped sabotage the use of some of these things. And, and really, have to, you have to understand that Dr. Fauci, people in the health agencies, the media, the social media, they will never admit they were wrong on this because if they do, they're going to have to admit that literally hundreds of thousands of people didn't have to lose their lives but for their censorship, their arrogance, and Dr. Fauci's mismanagement. This is unbelievable. Uh, Dr. Corey, walk us through ivermectin. Now, ivermectin is a drug made by Merck. It has been on the market for a long time. Now, this new uh, news that we got on Friday that Fauci says they're looking for treatments for COVID now, the one of the treatments that they're looking at is made by Merck. So the ivermectin Merck drug is off patent, right? The pharma companies aren't making any money on that because it's off patent. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that's correct. I mean, that that uh, they do not make money off of ivermectin anymore. That's uh, that's an old drug. Uh, many, many uh, different manufacturers make it. Um, you know, briefly, that is one of the oldest and safest drugs we have. I mean, it's been given all around the world for, for, for decades, four billion doses. 
Um, you know, that testimony that you played that I gave in December, the evidence was convincing then. It's now overwhelming. I, just yesterday, a paper by some of the top researchers in the world concluded that ivermectin leads to a massive reduction in the amount of patients who are dying. We're getting reports from all over the world, from Mexico, that put it into their public health policy that huge numbers of patients are avoiding hospitalization and death in Argentina and then certain states in India. We know it's working. It's working around the world and nobody in the United States is hearing about it. So does this boil down to money then, Dr. Corey? I mean, this drug made by Merck, ivermectin, is off patent. They're not making any money on it anymore. But now uh, Fauci says he's looking at a drug that's going to be a patented drug made by Merck. Aren't the underlying chemicals the same? So now they're going to have that on patent so that they could they, they, they could make uh, a, a huge profit on it? Well, that's, that's, I mean, that is so clearly, the, uh, it's, a, it's a glaring example of the system that we're in, which is that for-profit medicines are favored to almost the total exclusion of non-profit medicines. And so you see all of this money being thrown at pharmaceutical companies to develop new therapies when we already have existing repurposed drugs that are highly effective. They will never develop a drug that is more effective than ivermectin. I find it absurd. Our government just gave, you know, committed over $4 billion in two different areas this week to try to find an oral antiviral early treatment therapy. We have it now. We we can save so many lives. This is a treatable disease. We've identified that drug, and it needs to be systematically uh, deployed throughout the, throughout the healthcare system. Unbelievable. And also absurd, Senator Johnson, is the way you continue to get censored. So now you're banned from YouTube again, uh, temporarily. YouTube suspended you again last week for what they say was a violation of the platform's misconduct policy. What happened last week, Senator? Well, again, just what I've been saying for well over a year is I've been trying to uh, alert Americans the fact that there are early treatments options and try and find them. Uh, they pulled that off. And by the way, you know, Maria, if, if it weren't for Fox Nation, uh, if you had to rely on YouTube, this segment right here would be censored immediately on YouTube. Think of that. You know, the, the other thing that Dr. Fauci and, and the media is, uh, is ignoring right now is the early warning signals of the vaccine adverse effect reporting system. We, we have close to 5,000 deaths over 1,700 within days zero, one, and two of getting vaccinated. We, we have uh, you know, thousands of people with permanent disabilities, 20,000 hospitalizations. And that quite honestly compares to less than 200 deaths per year through the entire 30-year history of the VAERS system with other vaccines. They're not paying attention. They are suppressing this information and the American people are paying the price. Unbelievable. And Dr. Corey, when I spoke with you over the weekend, you said this is analogous to penicillin. I mean, you think this is the biggest cover up of all. What a massive, massive impact with 600,000 of our fellow Americans dead right now because they were told not to have a treatment for COVID. You know, it's it's inexcusable. I mean, we my group and again, my opinions are not just my own. I'm part of a group of the most highly credentialed, highly published uh, doctors in my specialty. We've made numerous contributions over decades and we did the work. We did the research and we identified all of the evidence behind this. It shows that our agencies have ignored dr uh, drugs as such as this. And it's, it's caused incalculable harm. Uh, again, we, we've yeah. identified a solution.
Yeah, and real quick on the paper that was dropped last night, what do you want to say about what we learned from this white paper uh, from the science in terms of ivermectin? Real quick, Dr. Corey. I mean, they reviewed dozens of randomized controlled trials, and in the most accurate statistical analysis, they're estimating that 62% less death would occur. And that's the minimum of what ivermectin is, is capable of, because not all of them were early treatment. Again, the key is early. Yeah. The, the, the benefits that we're seeing for early treatment are, are, are massive. The, I mean, they prevent people yeah. from going to the hospital and dying. Well, I mean, look, obviously, say, social media has over 100,000 patients lives would have been saved had the NIH instituted ivermectin when we presented to them in early January. If they had done what Mexico did, over 100,000 American lives would have been saved. And around the world, if they had followed our lead, we're talking about over a million yeah. lives based just on that paper. Oh, my goodness. Well, look, we are told to trust our government agencies like the NIH, like the World Health Organization. Uh, but ever since social media decided that they are now the arbiters of truth, uh, they continue to let us down. We're going to take a break because I know this is just the latest atrocious cover up. It caps a multi-year period of misinformation. All right. So there it is. You know, that is some really damaging uh, information to Dr. Fauci. Uh, and his ineptness. That doesn't even count his, you know, funding of gain of function and his lying to Rand Paul about that. That doesn't count uh, all the all the mistakes that he made in terms of masks. This is a guy that's supposed to have been the ho- not only is he the highest paid government worker, Doctor Fauci, but also he's been in business there at the NIH for fifty years. How did he get to be so rich? Uh, and, and then the other part is, why is he hobnobbing with the richest guy in the world, Bill Gates? You know, over the last decade, Dr. Fauci has been photographed everywhere in the world with Bill Gates. And you got to understand that Bill Gates is heavily invested, not only in the Beyond Beef, he's rated as the largest farmland owner in America, Bill Gates. And there's a reason for that. He wants to put formaldehydes in your food and have you consume it. Just like vaccines have formaldehydes, so does a lot of this synthetic beef. And so does, you know, a lot of other things. But uh, the vaccine thing, the reason why they're pushing it so hard. And and by the way, uh, I heard it from somebody that says this whole Melinda, Bill and Melinda Gates um, divorce is a sham. I've heard it from multiple people now that say that they want to diversify their assets because they don't, if one goes down, they, they don't want it all to go down. And so they want to somehow free up the money and split it up. Uh, it's just a diversion for that. It's kind of an interesting little tidbit that you don't hear. But we are being um, railroaded. The same people that are pushing... This, these uh, vaccines and the same people that are pushing all this this evil and the same people that exploited the COVID to get mail-in ballots and the same people that are, are exactly the same people that are selling you the vaccine passport concept. States that are blue are advancing vaccine passports. States that are red are banning Banning with a B, capital boy, B as in boy, banning vaccine passports. 
And the reason why is because it's unconstitutional. We have a right to privacy. There are HIPAA laws. When you got some people walking around with masks on in a store because they didn't have a vaccine passport, and others who basically are allowed to walk Rome for free, that's a violation of the HIPAA because the only people that are not going to be wearing masks are going to be not vaccine vaccinated. And that's tell, that showcases for everybody to see your health record, whether you had the vaccine or not. Suppose you're going with the friends and you want to see the Foo Fighter concert and these libtards known as Foo Fighter uh, want to actually ban everybody that doesn't have a vaccine passport. You got to say to your friends, ah, I don't have it. I got I can't go with you guys to the concert. Well, what's that about? That again is a revelation of my own personal records. And it becomes almost like leprosy, but it's the reverse. And this is another little problem with all this. It's like, oh, that person has leprosy. Let them live alone. Let them be isolated. Isolate the people with leprosy. Remember leprosy, right? Isolate the people with leprosy. And so now, you know, you don't have leprosy. You're the person that's perfectly healthy that said, I don't want a vaccine. I'm perfectly healthy. I don't want a vaccine. And all of a sudden, I'm the guy that's going to get treated like I have leprosy. I'm going to be the one ousted. Why? Not because I'm healthy and I lived a clean life. No. I'm going to be ousted as a person with leprosy because I didn't get the doggone vaccine. Is that right? Does that sound fair to you? Does that make any sense? It doesn't to me. I live a perfectly clean life and I am healthy and I don't feel threatened by the vaccine now that we have ivermectin. We just heard about it. We have all these mitigators and therapeutics that say that this virus is not killing people these days. It's not even sending you to the hospital. For crying out loud, the U.S. Open winner, champion, just was sick with COVID three weeks ago. I don't know people with the flu that can actually perform that well three weeks later, let alone COVID. I'm not buying it. Because the same people that actually lied to you about COVID lied to you about the election integrity associated with uh, ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots. But yet all I know is that states like Colorado who are banning through executive orders uh, audits like the one in Arizona are doing it because they don't want to get busted because they know that ever since Colorado adopted Ever since Colorado adopted uh, mass mail-in balloting, universal mail-in balloting, and universal early voting, guess what happened to Colorado? It went from being a purple state, it went from being a red state to a purple state to a blue state almost overnight. So no wonder the Democrats love it. And what is it? Just somehow the Democrats are retards that they can't figure out how to go to the voting booth and vote? They, they, they need to somehow work it out and they need to mail it in? 
They need to rely on the post office that we know doesn't work that well. No, it's the fix, man. It's the fix. And why are they allowing all of these people through an open border? Because as I said on this show several times, you need that head. You need that person to become an account in the system so that you can actually open up that account and apply a registration to that account. Then you can actually apply a ballot to that registration. And then you can actually send that ballot in the mail. Who cares if it actually gets sent? Who cares if it actually gets a postmark? Because they're also arguing that we don't need postmarks. And then uh, we, see sim- we see situations where a ballot gets created, mailed, and received as a voted ballot for one candidate all in the same day. And that ballot has no fold. Yeah, that's why they're checking for folds. That's why they're checking for all this stuff in Arizona. And again, like I say, Arizona, we're not going to see results for a while. Um, but I want to listen to um, John Ratcliffe talk about how Biden gave away the farm with regard to Vladimir Putin. Let's take a listen. This is a new subject we're talking about. Well, Vladimir Putin got exactly what he wanted. You have to remember, Maria, he had a pretty good year. I could make an argument that the first five months of the Biden administration have been the best of Vladimir Putin's political life. Just from an economic standpoint, uh, folks know that Vladimir Putin was 3-0 and uh, when it comes to pipelines. Joe Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline. That was a win for Putin. Uh, criminal networks in Russia shut down one of our major pipelines, the Colonial Pipeline. Uh, that was a win for Putin. And, of course, Joe Biden responded by giving Vladimir Putin the one thing that he wanted most, which was the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, the ability to finish that and, and by doing so to control the flow of energy into Western Europe. So it had already been a great year for Vladimir Putin before he ever got to Geneva. But then Joe Biden uh, gave him a political win. He invited uh, uh, the, uh, a Russian dictator who... Uh, governs a country with an economy, uh, a small dwindling economy the size of the state of Texas, um, to sit down with him. And as a result of that, um, Vladimir Putin was on the world stage with equal billing with the leader of the free world, and he made no concessions. He made no concessions about cyber attacks. He made no concessions about political dissidents. He made no concessions about Russian interference in Ukraine or Belarus. And that's a political win for Vladimir Putin uh, back home that uh, he could not possibly have dreamed about. So uh, it was a great wow. day for, for Vladimir Putin as a result of uh, the summit. And the United States literally got nothing out of it. So you're an intelligence guy. You were the former uh, you are the former director of national intelligence. Vladimir Putin is also intelligence. He's a former KGB spy. From an intelligence standpoint, how do you view that meeting? What was Putin looking to learn? Well, you know, you talk about things that, that, that Vladimir Putin gained. We talk about an economic win. We talk about a political win. He also got a strategic win. He uh, Vladimir Putin got something the American people haven't gotten. He's had four hours uh, with uh, Joe Biden and an ability to conduct really a physical and mental assessment, evaluation and differential diagnosis. And why that's important, Maria, as, as intelligence prof- professionals, when it comes to foreign leaders, uh, whether it's videos or pictures, I mean, we look at every tick, every tremor, every bobble. 
Uh, is his hand shaking? Is that a spot on his neck? Uh, did he just slur his words? Um, because that's important. You want to know the abilities or capabilities or limitations of foreign leaders. And in this case, Vladimir Putin, as you said, a former KGB spy, a seasoned intelligence officer, had four hours directly with Joe Biden. Joe Biden, someone who we all know, um, you know, fell up a flight of stairs for no re apparent reason uh, twice. Um, you know, uh, someone who couldn't remember the name of his own secretary of defense, couldn't remember the name of the Pentagon and someone who has uttered more uh, incomprehensible words and sentences than any American would would care to admit. So Russia came in with some kind of a diagnosis. But Vladimir Putin had an opportunity to uh, to either confirm that or modify that. And, and he very much would have been looking for that over that four hour period. You know, did Joe Biden remember what he said at the end of the meeting that he said at the beginning of the meeting? Um, the other thing that he would have had an advantage uh, in that four hour period is to determine whether or not Joe Biden runs his staff or Joe Biden's staff runs him. So, as you know, uh, uh, Maria, for good or for bad, Donald Trump uh, ran his staff. He never said, I'm only going to call on reporters that they let me or my staff gets upset when I call on uh, yeah. reporters. That never happened. That's been a question uh, about Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And Vladimir Putin would have been able to observe the interactions with staff because if Joe Biden's not making decisions, Vladimir Putin and uh, the Russian intelligence service wants to know how those decisions are being made. So, again, uh, another really well, valuable takeaway for Vladimir Putin. There was one other thing that for me was the most astounding that President Biden told us in the press conference that he had with reporters after the meeting. Here it is. Watch Joe Biden. Watch this. Another area we spent a great deal of time on was cyber and cybersecurity. I talked about the proposition that certain critical infrastructures should be off limits to attack, period by cyber or any other means. I gave them a list. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have it in front of me, 16 specific entities, 16 defined as critical infrastructure under U.S. policy, from the energy sector to our water systems. So we agreed to task experts in both our, both our countries to work on specific understandings about what's off limits, and to follow up on specific cases that originate in other countries, in their, either of our countries. I mean, are you serious? Is this a joke? Joe Biden gave Vladimir Putin a list of 16 critical infrastructure, and he said these are off limits for you to hack? Uh, you've got to explain this one to me. Well, I don't think anyone can. I mean, it's bizarre. Uh, it's absurd uh, to, to hand him that kind of list is essentially to to hand him a target list to give your adversary whatever you do. Don't attack these. These are where we're most vulnerable. So stay away from that. Uh, I mean, that's that's how Vladimir Putin would look at that. You know, I, I, I don't know who's coming up with these strategies, but if you're going to give Vladimir Putin a list, it should have been a list of our targets. It should have been Hey, if we suffer another major cyber attack, we're coming after one of these. Uh, or hey, well, you know, <laughs> that is telling right there, right? That we are in a world heap of trouble right there. We're in a heap of trouble, folks. We got to fix this and we got to fix it fast. And everything hinges to me. Everything hinges on a a the AZ audit. Um. There's a couple of other topics I wanted to cover today, and I'm running out of uh, time today. But uh, 
I'll, I'll tell you what they're going to be, and we're going to extend this over till t- tomorrow, I guess. Um, but there's an article that we're going to cover, and it's, is Jill Biden kneecapping Kamala Harris? And could it be that, you know, I believe that Kamala Harris was a puppet of Obama. And I think Susan Rice was also a spy or a mole, you know, inside the workings, inner workings of the Biden administration. And Jake Sullivan, the foreign policy advisor, is 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 part of that because he worked with Obama as well. And uh, even Fiona Hill thinks that Biden is doing a lousy job. Um, there's an article about that and what she had to say. But is Jill Biden hijacking Obama's girl, Kamala Harris? That's a good question. We're going to get into that discussion tomorrow. Also, Biden no-go zones. The Democrat Party won the long march through journalism, but the Pyrrhic victory has meant the destruction of every principle of journalistic integrity liberals ever claimed to champion. So the question is, the question is, uh, the Biden no-go zones, uh, basically there are a lot of places you can't go to. You can't ask Biden certain questions or you'll be ousted from from journalism. You know, you won't be able to cover the the White House. So journalism, as we know it, is dead. Uh, I wonder if they're ever even going to come back with the White House Press Correspondence Center. Because the less you know about Joe, the better. You know, Joe, if he starts making jokes at the White House Press Correspondence Center, it's liable to be very slant, racist. He's going to put his foot in his mouth. He's not very a very good, entertaining uh, person. And meanwhile, President Trump, you know, a lot of winds are happening in Florida. A lot of people are asking the question, Is Florida has Florida become the new White House? Uh, because of all the winds that are going on with regard to uh, Florida, they just won a case against the CDC for vaccine passports. And again, corporations in Oregon that might have also headquarters or corporations in Florida and again, these states, the red states are the lower tax-based states. You want a headquarter out of those states. These states are basically um, going to prevent corporations from adopting that vaccine passport. So is the bad news coming out of Boston where 4,000 people who have been fully vaccinated tested positive for COVID just in Massachusetts alone. That's going to spell big trouble for the adoption of vaccines. If they can't get vaccine uh, adopters up to 70%, then corporations are not going to be able to adopt the vaccine passport system without losing a tremendous amount of business. And they have a fiduciary duty to their shareholders to uh, create profit, maximum profit. So we'll see what happens. This is a tug of war, and there's a lot of... uh, things we need to keep our eye on the ball about. All right, well, you've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Thank you for your donations. We've been getting some good donations in this week. Um, and uh, check out scottadamshow.com for the podcast. We'll see you next time on the radio. Hey.